0: Hello my friends and welcome to the Bible in Order where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in 1 year. Today's reading for May 4th is 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 11 through the end of chapter 6 and then 1 Chronicles chapters 13 through 16. Back to David who is now king and it's very interesting to me because it's almost as if David wanted to believe the promise but couldn't really make himself believe the promise until it was really fulfilled. We see in chapter 14 when King Hiram of Tyre sent envoys to David, and this is after David is established, he's got the throne, he sent envoys with cedar logs, stonemasons, and carpenters to build a palace for David. How nice. But what's interesting is in verse 2 of chapter 14, then David knew that Yahweh had established him as king over Israel and that his kingdom had been exalted for the sake of his people, Israel. Has God ever promised something to you that you couldn't quite believe to be true until it was really fulfilled. Sometimes things just seem too good to be true. We feel like we don't deserve it, but God is faithful. And even though David was committing sins, doing things that he should not have been doing, And there are two great examples in chapter 13 that we're going to backtrack to. God is still faithful. Now, we don't have a license to sin. We don't have a license to forsake God and then still walk in his promise. But yet God is so quick to forgive and bless when our heart is in the right place, when we're trying to do the right thing, even when we mess up like when David was transporting the ark of God. He had the heart to do the right thing. He gathers all of the people together in chapter 13. It says, if it seems right to you guys, let's transport this ark, because under the previous administration, Yahweh was not being consulted. The people gathered together, yeah, it seems great, let's do it. So they fashioned ox carts, put the Ark of the Testimony on a cart and they were worshiping. It says that they were, it says David and all Israel were dancing with all their might before God with songs and with all these different musical instruments. But then the ox stumbled and a man whose name was Uzzah or Uzzah put out his hand to keep the ark from sliding off the ox cart, and God struck him dead. The anger of Yahweh burned against that man, and he struck him dead because he had reached out to touch the ark. So he died there in the presence of God under David's leadership. Should David have known that you don't put the Ark of the Covenant of God on an ox cart? It's supposed to be carried on the shoulders of men. Guys, when the presence of God comes, there is the power of God that comes with And we can't just put God into our systems, into our ideas or minister to him in ways that are convenient for us. We have to do it his way. And so God in his wisdom and his mercy and his kindness is showing us. He's giving us an illustration. And so either God's not going to show up at all or he's going to show up and wreck everything. If we're not doing it his way, it's kind of like in our churches where we have all these programs and we say, for instance, vacation Bible school or Sunday school or Wednesday night prayer meeting or whatever it is, let's come up with all these great ideas on what it is we are going to do to attract people, to draw people, and then hold it up to God and say, God bless it. Here are all my plans. All the things I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna bring your ark, your presence back into this place. And it's really the mercy of God when he doesn't bless, when he doesn't show up, when we're not doing it his way. not saying that VBS is a bad thing or Sunday school or prayer meetings, obviously. They're all great things. But instead of doing it our way and then asking God to bless it, what if we were just to get on our faces before him and worship him and invite his presence and out of his presence let people be attracted to him? Out of his presence let people be attracted. What would our churches be like if people came to meet God, to experience him rather than our programs. Not saying that we should ditch the programs. David knew, 14, chapter 14, 1 Chronicles, when he knew, when he started receiving these gifts from other kings, he knew that God had established him. And what does he do? He took more wives in Jerusalem. He started marrying all these. Did he forget that it says in Deuteronomy 17, verse 17, when God was warning the people what kind of king they should take? It specifically says, don't take for yourselves a king who would start adding wives, start marrying all these different women because his heart... Would be turned away from God. So David finally receives the promise that he's been waiting for for 15 plus years and immediately starts obeying, starts disobeying, I should say. And then we see how, just another illustration, I'm gonna stop because we're gonna go over on time, which I. Oh man, sometimes I just have so much that I want to say. The Philistines hear that David is anointed king. They come up against him. David prays. God says, attack. I will surely give them into your hands. So David does. He attacks. He wins. He routs them. They regroup. They muster their strength again. And notice that David... Praise again, should I attack them? God says, yes, but this time do it differently. Go around behind them, circle around behind and listen for the clapping of the balsam trees. It's almost like the wind blowing and the leaves smacking together, making this clapping sound. Religion would say, God moved in this powerful way. Let's recreate that. Relationship. is going back to God and asking him, should I do it this way again? Should I do it another way? They bring the ark to Jerusalem and every six steps they are offering sacrifices. The picture I see in that is six is the number of man. Man can only go so far and then he's dependent on a sacrifice. We, of course, are dependent on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, who died in our place, made atonement for our sin, and is the bridge by which we enter into relationship with God by faith, because of his grace, because of his great love for us, God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey. See you tomorrow.